Hello, this is Sally Struthers. And contrary to popular belief, there are poor Jews. Yes, you heard that right, ladies and gentlemen. Contrary to popular belief, there are Jews that don't have money. And today I'm asking you to support the poor Jews worldwide. Support the poor Israeli Jew. Support the poor Jew living in New York City. Some of them survive on pennies a day and they're hungry. Some of them are old. Some of them are children. Some of them are bombing children in Palestine, but they're hungry while they do it. So for a dollar a day, a dollar a day, you can support a poor Jew. There are many bigoted portrayals of Jews as money-grubbing, long-nosed, horrible people that just care for themselves and no one else and run Hollywood. But that's not true. There are poor Jews. And there's poor Jews in Israel right now that need your support. Because it's not right that after bombing poor children in Palestine that they have to go to bed with a hungry stomach. So please, please, empty out your... I know you're sitting at home and you're thinking, oh, I'm just a middle class Joe. What can I do? I'm making minimum wage working at Taco Bell. Well, what you can do is you can you can support a Jew by sending in what little you got to support a poor Jewish family. Thank you, and please send in all your money. This is Sally Struthers with Support the Poor Jews Foundation. Thank you very much. Hello, this is Biscuits Buttered with none other than Victoria Vandenberg. That was a message from our sponsor. Uh, Sally Struthers has now moved on to a new charity. She's no longer doing the supporting poor children and supporting um, PETA or whatever it was she does. She's now working on the major issue in the world, making sure that Jews get more money. Okay? This is, I, I support her in this. Uh, Jews not having enough money, um, uh, they just don't have enough, right? Uh, we send millions of dollars, I think we send almost billions of dollars every year to support their bombing of Palestine. We, uh, they basically run Hollywood and New York and everywhere else, but we need to send more money. We need, because, because never mind the, the, you know, everything going on here. We need to focus on poor Jews. Okay, the reason I'm making fun of this, well, this is not an anti-Semitic. I know I've been skirting the line lately <laughs> with some of these uh, some of these opening uh, bits here. But uh, this is a real commercial, okay? And that's what triggered this. Um, that's what triggered me doing this Sally Struthers commercial. And it, Sally Struthers not even on the commercial. But there is a commercial running on television right now that shows pictures and videos of, like, old Jewish people. And they're like, you can support a Jew for a dollar a day. And me being a horrible person, I thought that was fucking hilarious because you never hear about poor Jewish people. <laughs> And I, and I support Jews uh, bombing Palestine. I don't know, you know. It's one of those things where it's, 
let, let, let Victoria weigh in on the Victoria is going to weigh in on the Israel-Palestinian conflict. Okay, um, you got to pay. This is this is a thing, and we've probably covered this on the podcast before. Uh, you just got to pick a side, right? You know, it's one of those things where it's like it's over there, it's in the Middle East. You don't really know much about it. You know, it's strange land with strange people, and you just you have to just pick a side, and you're just like, well, who's more like us? It's more like us, the Jews. And yes, I do my, that's my Trump voice, the Jews. So we're going to support the Jews and uh, because they're more like us. If I have to pick like, you know, because every country's shitty in its own little way. So you might as well go with the people that are most like us. And the Jews, they're more like us. So, you know, I do my best Donald Trump impression. We're going to support the Jews. Bibi Netanyahu. We're going to support that corrupt fuck. And he is a corrupt fuck. Uh, and there's lots of news, you know, coming out of Israel. You know, apparently they were supposed to be indicting him. And then, and I'm not an expert in this, so I'm probably going to say shit wrong when I go over this. But apparently he was indicted and he's trying to set down or shut down like the independent judiciary and all this stuff. And uh, basically trying to become dictator of Israel. Well, in that case, you know, I probably would stop supporting Israel. If they if they stopped being, you know, a democracy, I think then I'd be like, ah, oh, fuck them. You know, they were like us. They're not like us anymore, so fuck them. But, um, you know, people are like, oh, they're bombing the Palestinians. And I'm always like, well, you know, the Palestinians don't like them either. So it's kind of it's one of those things where, like, Israel's being shitty, but Palestine's shitty. And, you know, we always, like, the United States always comes in, and we're always like, we're neutral. <laughs> we're neutral, which we're not. We're just, we're not neutral. Like, we got to stop pretending. We always come in, we're like, we're going to do a peace deal. We're going to do a peace deal. All right? And we come in, we're like, we're neutral. And we're going to negotiate with both these parties, and we'll do a peace deal. But the problem with that is we're not neutral. We, you know... We need to rip the Band-Aid off and stop pretending and just be like, look, the Israelites, they're like us. We've always supported them, and we've always got their back. And we know when it comes down to it, Israel's our folks, so we're going to support Israel. It's just the way it is. I'm sorry. Like They've got a strong lobby, and um, they got a strong lobby in Washington, D.C. I mean, they, they're, uh, <coughs> they have... You know, unlike a lot of ethnic groups, they have way more power proportionally. And uh, I know this is sounding incredibly anti-Semitic, but it's just a it's, it's just a fact, okay? There's a bunch of rich Jews in New York. There's a bunch of rich Jews in Hollywood. There's a bunch of rich Jews in Washington, D.C. And they have a lot more say than African Americans, than Asian people, than any other ethnicity you can fucking name. Jews have more. I would even say me, just as like a regular, like, you know, white guy from Alabama. They have more power than I do, right? Their interests are represented more than my interests or the black folks' interests or, you know, the Latin community's interests. It's just a fact. I'm sorry. You know, like, we, we got to stop pretending right you know it's one of those things where it's like like look i support jewish people i support them right 
but I will be I'll be called all kinds of names and all this stuff for just you know expressing my opinion on the subject. But I believe that disproportionately they have way more representation in the power centers of America than any other ethnic group. Maybe even white people. <laughs> just quote what white people you're talking about. If you're talking about like the poor white people, you know, yeah, I think they do. And uh, it's just one of those bad situations where you have. Uh, and you know it sounds bad, and people will accuse me of anti-Semitism, but and that that's that's where this is really going to take a wild ride, okay? Because I did not expect to get into all this, but uh, we're going to take a wild ride on the opinions today. Because uh, you know, I even I, I turn on the TV, you turn on the news, and they're like, "There's rampant anti-Semitism in this country. It's rampant. It's rampant." And then you go, well, what do you mean by that? Do you mean if somebody criticizes Israel for bombing Palestine, um, that they're an anti-Semite? That's what they mean by that. That you know, Because I, I'm just going to be honest with you. As a, just as a rando in Alabama, I never hear anti-Semitism ever. Ever. It's not a thing here. Okay? And you would think you're in Alabama. You're in like this super conservative state. Surely you hear anti... Nope. Nope. My whole life, I've never, ever... You never hear any anti-Semitism. The only anti-Semitism that I've ever been exposed to is joke like comedy anti-Semitism that you see on like South Park when, you know, Cartman calls college you or whatever. That's the type of anti-Semitism that I'm exposed to. As far as like out in public, I never hear it. From the time I was a child, and there, we're going to get into why I think this is, okay? So, because, you know, when you watch TV, it's like there's a disconnect, You'll, you'll hear somebody on TV talking about how anti-Semitism is at an all-time high in America. And it's like, huh? I never I never hear anything anti-Semitic, ever. And I never have. And so, and this is going to be a weird rant, but I'm going to go on it because, you know, we've got to fill the time somehow. If you hear me sipping, that's me sipping on my coffee to try to stay awake, try to keep my brain, brain alert. Um, so... So I'm going to blame the Protestant churches here for there being no anti-Semitism. And I know what you're thinking. You're like, huh, you're crazy. There's got to be anti-Semitism in the South. What are you talking about? Well, if you're talking about David Duke, if you're talking about the Ku Klux Klan, then yes, there's anti-Semitism because they will go on anti-Jewish rants and everything like that, in the like little small pockets of extremists, yeah, there's anti-Semitism. I'm talking about regular, everyday people in Alabama, okay? Um, and there, there's a reason for this, uh, because everyone's Protestant down here. Um, and what I mean by that is when you go, like I was raised Church of Christ, most people are like, I was Church of Christ. Most people are Baptist. And what they're hearing in these uh, churches every Sunday is they're not hearing anti-Semitism. They're taught every Sunday that the Jews are the chosen people. Like, hey, 
I know that we have our own rules because we're Christians, but the Jews are going to heaven too because they were the chosen people. It doesn't matter what they do. They're, going, they're, they're the chosen people. Okay? And that's what we were always taught from a very early age. The Jews were the chosen people. And, they're, and we were kind of like, hey, hands off. They're, the, they're, they're Jesus' people. They're the chosen people. All right? Leave them alone. They're made me. You know, like the, you know, what's the scene in, um, is it in The Departed? Like, hey, there's certain people you can't, you know, there's certain guys you can't hit, and he's one of those guys. You know, that's kind of how this is here, okay? So we're taught from very early ages that the Jews, the Jews are the chosen people. All right, people? The, the Jews are the chosen people. And I, I really do believe this is why I never hear any anti-Semitism is because you have, like from a very early age, you are taught that uh, the Jews are the chosen people and no matter what they do, they're going to heaven and all this stuff and they're going to be up there with us, you know, drinking margaritas. I mean, that's literally what we're taught. So I just wanted to poke a hole in that. Now, I don't know how it is like in big cities and because it might, you know, you get a different mix of people. You know, everywhere you go in the country, it might just be a southern thing. Because I think when you're here, let, let me tell you about the racism I hear here, okay? The racism you get in the South, okay, you get racism against black people and immigrants and like Latinos, things like that. That's the type of racism you get here. And against, you know, people that aren't religious and, you know, that's the type of xenophobia you get here, okay? They want everybody to be straight Christians. So, um, but then or not even straight Christians, just uh, one, one thing that's like a strain through the South is like, they want you to at least believe in God. <laughs> you know, that's, it's like, even if I disagree with you, I want you, I'm just going to be Trump the whole, uh, which we're going to get to him later. Uh, I'm going to be Trump the whole episode. So, as long as you believe in God, you're good. Okay, people? As long as you believe in God, you're good. That's kind of how people are here. If you're an atheist, you're going to get some pushback. Uh, if you're a Scientologist, you're going to get some pushback. But I've never heard anyone, I never hear anyone talk badly about the Jews in the South. But, you know, there's different strains of, like, conservatism I've noticed. Like, if you go out to, like, Arizona, the conservatism's very different out there. Like, here in the South, it's a very religious conservatism. And then out, like, in Arizona, it's like a fuck you conservatism. It's like, I'm going to fucking drink as much as I want, do a bunch of fucking coke, and, and fuck you, I ain't paying no taxes. That's the kind that, it's actually a more respectable conservatism. I actually like that type of conservatism better, even though it's, like, probably even worse. It's like, because you have the people in the, South that are like, oh, I have a religious belief, and that's why I don't want you to do this and don't want you to live this way. And then you get out to like, uh, I don't know, uh, fucking uh, Tombstone, Arizona, and there's a guy fucking doing blow at a bar, you know, wanting to compare dicks in a bathroom with you uh, while holding his dog and uh, telling you how he wants a fucking fair tax. <laughs> You know, that's the kind of, it's a funner conservatism out there. It's a Barry Goldwater conservatism, people. So that's one great thing about uh, the different strains of conservatism and weird shit all over the country is you can just go everywhere and there's different places. So, you know, I don't know, maybe in New York City, maybe in some of these huge cities where people have weird beliefs, 
you know, because everywhere you go, there's different pockets of like uh, conservatism and liberalism and everything else. And it's just, it's a different vibe everywhere you go, right? Like there used to be a group in Atlanta called Black Atheist of Atlanta. And um, they were like fucking cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. They were very anti-Semitic. And they were kind of like, um, they were like, they had the same beliefs of like Louis Farrakhan, only they didn't believe in God. <laughs> they were atheists. And so it was a really weird, weird group. And I don't even know if they're still around. I'm assuming all those guys are in jail now. But um, that because they were like, first off, they were dumb as shit. You know, they would sit there and argue with you all day about stuff that's just factually incorrect. And, you know, I remember one day I had to tell them, you know, like, hey, you know, your, your group's called Black Atheists. Shouldn't it be called Black Atheists? Shouldn't it be plural? But, you know, I don't know. They do their own thing there, I guess. <laughs> How'd I get off on that? Well, anyway, just, just to get back to it, just, you know, I guess I'm getting canceled before I even get started. I just want to say I don't see anti-Semitism uh, on a daily basis here in the South. And I should, I guess, because we're supposedly the most backward. But, um, you know, I hear the N-word a lot. I hear the S-word a lot. You know, I hear a lot of derogatory terms, but I never hear anybody bitching about the Jews. Okay? I never hear it, ever. And now you're thinking, the way he's talking about this, though, seems very anti-Semitic. Well, yeah, I'm trying to make you laugh. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to do. So I guess I, I guess Victoria Vonnenberg is going to get canceled this episode. <laughs> And uh, this is uh, Biscuits Butter with Victoria Vandenberg. Uh, hit us up on Facebook at uh, Biscuits Butter Profile on there. Uh, and then we are on the Twitter, the Twitter run by none other than Elon Musk, a retarded autistic guy who, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's really white, he's really stupid, and everyone thinks he's smart for some reason. Um, so, yeah, get on the Twitter. It's BiskButtPod on the Twitter. And uh, on the Twitter, you know, uh, I wish I could get more people, like normal people on there. Like, uh, I followed a bunch of porn stars on there, and now I just get, like, a bunch of porn in my feed now. So, which, that's a good thing. That's the only benefit of Twitter that I see. Because one thing about Twitter is, like, everybody's just arguing over stupid shit. You'll have, like, liberals over here like yelling something like ridiculous obsessing over trump and then you'll have like conservatives like oh i think that we should fucking separate from the goddamn union here in texas <laughs> i mean that's the type of shit you see on twitter on a daily basis and it's just so fucking dumb and it's like a toxic it's like a very toxic uh, place to uh, do social media. That's all I'm saying. So hit us up on the Twitter. Uh, I know I'm sending you to Twitter right after I say how toxic it is because it is a toxic environment, but my page isn't toxic. My page is nothing but good times. And uh, so hit us up with Biscuit Pod. Uh, we're on Podvine, which uh, sucks. I'm thinking about deleting our account on there because Podvine just sucks. And then you can always email us at uh, biscuitsbuttered at proton.me. E. My name is Victoria Vandenberg. Uh, just to give you a background of the show, um, I am a transgender woman, and I live in small town Alabama, and I have a very pathetic life. I live in the back of uh, my grandfather's home, 
and uh, I do this podcast by candlelight. And I usually get drunk right before I uh, I record the podcast, and that's why I'm usually have weird opinions that are contradictory and my brain's always all over the place because I have uh, unmedicated ADHD. So please, every Sunday, we try to do it every Sunday. For some reason, it takes forever now to load the podcast onto, onto my RSS feed. So I don't know what's up with that. I need to hit them up and be like, hey, why does it take like a fucking day to load my goddamn fucking podcast? But anyway, I guess it you know is a shitty website. But anyway. Maybe I'll get over it. I don't know. But, you know, listen to me every week. Uh, basically, the podcast is just about my daily experiences in my life. I go around, you know, I go to work. I, I work with a bunch of shitty assholes. Uh, I meet a bunch of shitty assholes when I'm out of work. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm always running around. I'm always doing things. And, you know, I might go to a restaurant and do a restaurant review. I might see a movie and do a a movie review, which we do have a movie review coming up. I have a friend. His name is uh, Birch Chili. Uh, I'm going to try to get him back on the podcast. He's only been on the podcast once, but that podcast, uh, the conversation went to a com- uh, a very uh, controversial place, and we had to like bleep out a lot of stuff. Um, but we will eventually get him back on here. And when I'm not spending time with Birch Chili, I'm spending time with my uh, beautiful beautiful Latino boyfriend, Raul Duke, who I just had a wonderful uh, weekend with. I went all the way up to, he's moving back to town, okay? I live in a small town in Alabama. He's moving back to town. Apparently there are no jobs in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And he was living in a trailer park in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And I said, no, nobody puts Raul Duke in the corner. And I went and I grabbed him. And I fucking brought him back uh, to Alabama, where he fucking belongs with me, goddammit. So uh, we went to a lot of different places while we were in Bowling Green. And I guess I'll talk about that a little bit now. Why not, right? Uh, Did I ever clarify my uh, what I was joking around about earlier? Or anyway, get on... What I was talking about at the start of the show, just to clarify so I don't get in too much trouble and I don't get canceled before I get started. Uh, there's a commercial, and I thought it was I thought it was being funny. I thought it was being funny. There's a commercial on TV now that wants you to send money to support um, poor Jewish people. <laughs> Which, you know, you only ever hear the opposite joked around about. Um but anyway, it's not that I don't believe there's poor Jewish people. It's just the fact that that flies directly in the face of the stereotypes that everybody put out there. So, I don't know. Maybe anti-Semitism is at an all-time high in this country because I'm perpetrating it right now. Who knows? But anyway, I support the Jews. I support the Jews. And I support Israel bombing Palestine. Okay? So get off my back. I said it. All right? What else do I have to say? Can we not be supportive and criticize people all at the same time? Whatever happened to this country, all right? So fuck (laughs) y'all. Okay, so uh, back to uh, my private personal life, which I always try. It's weird. I keep my personal private life secret from my family, and then, like, I'll get on a fucking podcast and tell the world about it. But it's anonymous, so, you know, fuck it, right? 
So I wake up Saturday morning. I drive all the way to Bowling Green, Kentucky. <laughs> and it's, you know, Bowling Green's beautiful. It's like lush green fields, horses, casinos, fucking caves, uh, everything bourbon you'd expect. And uh, speaking, speaking of liquor, by the way, speaking of liquor, and actually... I need to I need to actually grab the bottle. I bought um, it's called um, well anyway, there's a liquor store. So here in Alabama, just to explain why this is such a big deal to me, here in Alabama, our liquor stores are controlled by the state of Alabama. So if you want to buy alcohol in the state of Alabama, you have to go to an ABC store. Well, they're small stores. They are clean. They are nice stores. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's a pretty good pro. As far as Alabama government-wise, it's probably the best that ran thing in Alabama. But I went to Bowling Green, and oh, my fucking God, they have a place called the Liquor Barn, and it is the greatest liquor store I've ever been into in my life. It is like a Walmart. It's the size of a Walmart. And it's dedicated to alcohol. <laughs> so you walk in, there's like a huge, like any type of accessories you need for mixing drinks or making drinks, uh, glasses. Uh, like there is a football field size store that has bourbon, tequilas, vodkas, schnapps, uh, sherries, any, any kind of alcohol that you can think of. And then in the middle of the store, they have a tasting table, so anything you you know can think of that you would like to try before you buy, you can actually go and pay for a shot and try whatever bourbon you want. So if you wanted some kind of fancy, expensive, high-end, you know, uh, like Lagavulin or Blanton's or you know something crazy like that, you could go in there and just try it. And I don't know, I guess the people in the store thought I was insane. Because when I walked in there, I was like, holy shit, holy shit. And I, I looked at the old guy working in there. I was like, I'm a little overwhelmed. He's like, what? What's wrong with you, ma'am? What's wrong with you? And I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I'm a little overwhelmed. The state controls liquor stores in Alabama. And this is the biggest goddamn liquor store I've ever been in my fucking life. This is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. And he was like, okay, sir, uh, can, can I help you anything? And I'm like, can you please direct me to the absinthe? Okay. And I was, I was a little disappointed in their absinthe selection because they had a huge, which makes sense, it's Kentucky. They had a huge bourbon and whiskey section that was like a football field size bourbon section. And then they had like a couple of bottles of like, Absinthe, and there's this really good absinthe called Matahari that I was has a very good taste to it. It's considered a bohemian um, absinthe, and it's uh, got a very it's, it's like a milder flavor, and it's so delicious you can drink it right out of the you can turn that bottle up and drink it. I mean, it's that good. And I that's the, exactly what I was looking for was the Matahari absinthe. Well, they, they had a very expensive absinthe that I can't remember the name of, but then they had a cheaper absinthe with a fairy on the bottle. And, you know, uh, you know, if y'all don't know, uh, I love fairies. I love little pictures of fairies, and I have, like, little cast iron 
uh, sculptures of fairies all throughout my garden. I'm a gardener, in case y'all didn't know. I'm a gardener, and I have a little um, cast iron sculptures of fairies all over my yard because uh, I love fairies. And this is called Groom Fay, I guess. I guess that's how you say it, Groom Fay. And it's like this bright. It's probably got food color, and it's got uh, it's like a bright green. Uh, coloring on the bottle and has a pretty little fairy and I was like I gotta buy this stuff I gotta drink this this is so cool so I bought it and uh, I drank it all up and uh, excuse me I didn't drink I hadn't drank I think I've drank too much coffee I apologize I did I have not drank this yet I have not tried it I'm gonna try it later tonight and then I will probably I'll post a picture of the bottle on the when I upload the episode but um it's got a pretty fairy on it, and it looks like it's going to be a good drunk on this thing. And I want to try to make my own original Victoria. I'm going to have. I'm going to. I'm going to come up, and I will post it next week. Maybe I'm going to come up with my own mixed drink called the Victoria. That way, when you're listening to the podcast at home, you can make a Victoria and listen to the podcast. How does that sound? Everybody at home, the three people listening, I will make my own mixed drink. I will come up with it this week, and I will, I will make sure that uh, y'all get the recipe next week on the. Uh, we'll we'll unleash the. Actually, I will write that down as we speak right now. Where the fuck is my pen? Uh, we're gonna write down the Victoria. That's what it's called, the Victoria. It's gonna involve absinthe. We might, I've got a, a large selection of alcohols over here. You know what? I got Crystal Head Vodka too. So maybe we should put, it's the Pride Edition. Crystal Head Vodka, the Pride Edition. We'll mix some of that in there. Uh, we've got some other weird, we've got some Buffalo Trace, we've got some Telemar Dew, we've got some Maker's Mark, we've got some tequila. We can make a weird mixed drink. Actually, you know what? Why don't y'all give me your suggestions of what to mix up with this uh, Groom Fay? And it can be like kind of a crowdsourced uh, new mixed drink, the Victoria, the official drink of this podcast. <laughs> uh, okay, I, I know I'm way going all over the place. Okay, yeah, yeah. So we, we went up there. The pauses are me like chugging uh, our official sponsor, Niagara Water. Uh, it's water with calories. Niagara water. It's a little bit brown. Uh, it tastes a little bit... Mm. Have you ever smelled a chicken house? It tastes like the smell of a chicken house. And it's a little brown. And you get a, a little... It's a little skunky. It's a little skunky. It has calories. And it, and it tastes the way a chicken house smells. So if you're ever in Walmart, you can get a 50-pack of these... It's kind of like Athletic Greens, uh, only it's just, you know, in like a liquid form. It's really good for you because if, if you don't know, like chicken shit is like they use it like fertilized stuff. And so if it's good for fertilizing um, our plants, why wouldn't it be good for fertilizing your insides? So Niagara Water, please go to Walmart and try Niagara Water. I don't know why I'm calling that Niagara that's how you say it, right? Niagara. Niagara purified drinking water available at Walmart. It's uh, 780 calories per 12 ounces. 
eight servings in a jug. All right. So I was in Bowling Green. You know, Ryle Duke's like, oh, God. You know, Ryle Duke's like looking at me like, I think my... I think my boyfriend might be an alcoholic because <laughs> he's like following me around the store because like my eyes are lit up. You know, you get that alcoholic look on your face when you go into a liquor store and it's like a nice liquor store and you're just like glowing like, oh my God, I'm in heaven, you know. So I'm running around the liquor store, you know, like talking to this old man like, like this is the fucking greatest place ever. Like how the fuck can people not be like ripping out the fucking shelves here? It's so amazing. <laughs> so I'm just walking around the store, and then, uh, you know, I end up buying the uh, Green Fay, and we leave from there. And, uh, oh, and we went to Walmart. And one thing I noticed in Walmart, and I don't know if any of you, you know, Walmarts, other than gas stations, Walmarts are the town square of America, okay? And I noticed that Walmarts are now selling sex toys. Has anyone else uh, noticed this? So we go and, you know, we're buying some lube because we're faggots. And we're in there, you know, doing, you know, we don't get like the fancy KY jelly lube. You know, we get the fucking, the Walmart brand lube, which is just as good. I think water-based, you know. So we go in there and they actually have like fucking vibrators and butt plugs and all kinds. They, you think I'm joking. You think. You think I'm joking. I ain't, I ain't a lie right now. I ain't a lie right now. They are selling butt plugs and vibrators in Walmart. I'm not joking. And uh, these are big butt I mean, these are not like, these are not like, you know, just, you know, like the little ones you see. This is like a big, it's like a giant Fabergé egg that someone is sticking a Walmart Fabergé egg that they're sticking in their ass. I don't I don't get the appeal of it, um, and I don't think Raul Duke would get the appeal of it because he can't even handle my little small cock in his ass, which uh, has been you know now that I've been losing weight, my my cock's starting to look proportional. Starting to look proportional now that I've lost weight. You know, it was it was looking. We we uh, stayed at a um, microtail. And one of the walls was just like a mirror. And I noticed when I took off my clothes, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm looking. My body looks horrible, right? Because I've lost all this weight. My body's like a wrinkly, like uh, kind of like a fucking melted candle, just disgusting Frankenstein looking body. But my cock, my cock looks so good in that mirror. I mean, I looked, I was looking like a porn star. I was almost like, I was looking pretty good. Had a pretty damn strong erection. And I don't know whether it's like I'm getting stronger erections now that I've lost weight because my circulation must be better. So I'm getting like way bigger erections. I didn't know that that was like a symptom of losing weight and exercising. You'll get bigger erections. It makes sense, right? If you, you lose over 100 pounds and you're walking five miles a day and you're doing sit-ups and push-ups and everything else, your dick gets a little bigger when it gets, you know, when you get an erection, you're getting more blood flow. I mean, I, my dick's looking good. I have to say, Victoria's dick, Victoria Vandenberg's dick, a beautiful woman, is looking good. That's all I got to say. So, uh, anyway, so if you're at Walmart, just if you go to the lube and condom section, there will be sex toys there with huge ass butt plugs. So just check it out. So, uh, we went and uh, 
I'm going to, I guess this whole episode now is just going to be about being Bowling Green. You know, I didn't even realize when I sat down, I didn't have nothing really that I wanted to talk about much when I sat down. I didn't realize I had so much material just from going to goddamn Bowling Green, Kentucky. So we went to Chewy's. Am I saying that right? It's like a Mexican Southwestern Tex-Mex type of deal. It's basically uh, Chewy's is basically like a uh, like a uh, a hipster. It is a hipster Tex-Mex Cracker Barrel because it has all of the uh, charm of a Cracker Barrel. You know, like, you know how when you go into Cracker Barrel, there's like antiques and, you know, there's like a cool fireplace and, you know, but it's a chain restaurant, you know. So you go in and like they've got it, you know, elaborately decorated. Well, that's how Chewy's is. So you go into Chewy's, they'll have like a room that's covered in hubcaps. Then you'll have another room that's like got palm trees and is elaborately painted and they'll have, you know, doors hanging from the fucking ceiling and weird chandeliers and it's just like a really elaborately decorated place but it's built to like you know they want to they're kind of like a hipster place but they're also a chain so they're wanting to shovel people in and out of the building you know like a cracker barrel does so you go in and i ordered uh i didn't try any that they had really good looking mixed drinks i didn't try any of them but i did uh their their food's really good. I was impressed by it because normally I'd been avoiding it because I'm like, oh, it was a fucking chain restaurant. I want to fucking eat it. I, you know, I got that like notion of a fucking millennial. But this one was delicious. So I got this huge ass burrito, steak burrito, and they poured all this green chili verde all over it. And then it came with rice and bean dip. And then we had like salsa and the chips. And the chips were like the little thin chips that you can dip. So fucking good. I mean, I rate it like, you know, eight or nine out of ten. Uh, fucking loved it. I don't know if Ryle Duke liked it as much as me because I think he prefers an authentic Central American meal. But uh, I loved it because it was more Southwestern. And I used to not like Southwestern food, but it's grown on me since then because I've been to a couple, you know, I've had a couple of good experiences uh, at Southwestern restaurants lately. So I've really gotten obsessed with like the, the chili sauces that they have. So I would really suggest going to Chewy's in Bowling Green, Kentucky. (laughs) Uh, Quite a place. So I'd been avoiding that place forever. And now I'm like a huge fan of it. It, It's just like a Cracker Barrel. It's basically a hipster Cracker Barrel. So please drop in there if if you want some good food. Uh, Where else did we go? We went to some kind of golden something Chinese buffet uh, it's, it's alright the Chinese buffet was like eh, you know I've been to better ones it's not Lynn Garden in Jasper Alabama I'll tell you that Lynn Garden in Jasper Alabama is the shit um, but yeah so we went there but we also went because we had a busy day We, I mean we really went out and went out on the town and um, tried to have the funnest time we could while we were out uh, one thing that Bowling Green really needs to work on is they have two movie theaters, but both of them are like old and shabby. So, um, one of them we went to the mall looking for it, and they've got a nice mall, and we were like, "Where the fuck is it?" And then we found it later, it's detached from the mall, and we were like, "Oh, I thought it was inside the goddamn mall." 
But then we drove across town to the other one, and it's like in this old shabby building. And I'm like, damn, this is an old ass theater, man. Well, anyway, we went to see Shazam, the fucking movie Shazam. And I never even watched the first Shazam, okay? So, um, I don't know anything about the first one, okay? And I'm going to be honest with you, um, I, I didn't even want to see this film, all right? I didn't want to see Shazam, because every time I see the commercial for it, I'd be like, eh, yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that fucking movie. It doesn't look, uh, it doesn't look like it's for me. But we went to it, and uh, I actually ended up enjoying it. I thought it was a good movie. Apparently, it's not doing too good uh, box office-wise. It's not making a lot of money. But uh, I actually did enjoy it. It's like a bunch of kids who somehow turn into like adult superheroes. So it's kind of like a weird thing where you have like kids that can turn into adult superheroes, and they're dating like other kids. And it's kind of like, is this a joke? Like, are <laughs> <laughs> How does that even work? Well, anyway, you know, kind of seems a little risque, some of the scenes, is all I'm saying. Because uh, you have a kid that's dating other kids that can turn into an adult. And, I don't know, it's kind of weird. Kind of fucking weird. Um, but it is a good movie. I did enjoy it a lot. Um, I think it's part of the DC Universe. I don't, I don't fucking know. Wonder Woman shows up. There's a yeah, spoiler. Spoiler alert, Wonder Woman shows up. Uh, but that's not, I hate Gal Gadot. I don't like Gal Gadot. She insists upon herself. Uh, maybe there is a lot of anti-Semitism in America because I hate Gal Gadot. And she's the cause of it. If they would just get rid of Gal Gadot, maybe there wouldn't be any more anti-Semitism. Because, <laughs> you know, she just kind of shows up and insists upon herself. And it's like, who the fuck are you? Where the fuck did you come from? I guess she has an appeal to somebody somewhere. I don't know. But, so, uh, there are a lot of funny scenes in this movie. And uh, there's one involving unicorns, which I'm going to try not... The, the one reason to go see this movie, Shazam, is because there are fucking unicorns. And they're like gigantic, goddamn evil fucking unicorns. And they show up and... Uh, they actually end up helping with everything going on uh, at that moment. So um, I would suggest going to see Shazam. I don't want to ruin it anymore for you because I feel like I've already ruined it. I'm always doing spoilers on here. And then I realized, like, man, I need to, like, really uh, stop ruining movies for people. <laughs> um and I want to warn people, too, because I've been suggesting a lot of movies saying, oh, this is a great movie. And then, like, I'll suggest the shit to, like, Bert's Chili and Bert, Bert will be like, no, no, man, this movie sucks. Like, I suggest to him, like, Infinity Pool, man, is fucking amazing. It's like David Cronenberg and David Lynch made a movie. And he's like, yeah, this ain't that good, dude. And I'm like, oh. But do you want to fuck me a goth? And Bert's like, of course I want to fuck me a goth. She's hot. She's hot right now. Well, anyway, I don't know. Apparently, I've been watching movies and everything I watch lately. I'm like, this is fucking great. This is fucking great. Oh, and I did finish The Last of Us, uh, which uh, watch The Last of Us if you had not seen it. It's really fucking good. 
uh, it did kind of drag. Some of the episodes kind of dragged. It starts out really good, and then it ends really good. Uh, but it kind there's some episodes that kind of drag. But um, but overall, I'd say great show. I hear the next season they're not going to have the same people on it. I don't know. But uh, I really fucking enjoyed the last of it. So I think anyone who hasn't seen it needs to watch it. You know, I, I've talked to other people. Oh, it's not that good. It's not, it's not as good as The Walking Dead. I, I was never really a fan of The Walking Dead, and I thought it was kind of bad, to be honest with you. So I never really watched it much. Everybody'd be like, <laughs> but The Last of Us is more my thing. It's more my, more my joint. All right. Okay. So what else was I going to talk about? Oh yeah, today uh, a family member had a birthday party, so we went to Big Bob Gibson's in Decatur, Alabama. This is going to be a review for their restaurant, and Big Bob Gibson's is actually uh, they actually endorse this show. They endorse Victoria Vandenberg. They love Victoria Vandenberg, and they support trans rights all over the United States of America. Um, and they support trans right by making gluttonous food for morbidly obese trans women uh, who might be anti-Semitic living in Alabama. And so we went there today. I had a huge plate of fucking ribs. I poured that fucking... They have this weird... They have lots of weird sauce. You know, they have the white sauce. They have like the red sauce. But then there's this other sauce that I forget what they call it, but it's like it's like fucking vinegar and cayenne pepper. And I don't know why, if you pour this shit on your ribs, it's so fucking good. So fucking good. We had a, a shitty... I, I don't know if she was a shitty waitress or whether they were just overrun today, but she did not want to come back to our table and serve us. And I don't know. Over the years, I've had a lot of like rude, shitty waitresses in Decatur uh, at this location of Big Bob. The original, well, it's not really the original. The original's right beside it, but the second location of Big Bob Gibson's. Um, but their food's good. If you want good ribs, if you want good smoked chicken, if you want uh, just anything, there's good. Their mac and cheese is fucking amazing. And their desserts, the, the, I had a lemon pie, is amazing. I mean, just really great place to eat. So it, so the, this is one of those things where, like, I think the people that run Big Bob Gibson's are kind of assholes. They don't seem very Southern to me because they're, like, they're kind of assholes, Right. Because, um, and I, maybe I've told this story on the podcast before, I've had a lot of rude waitresses there over the years. I mean, I've literally had tons of rude waitresses. And there was one woman who worked there for like decades who was just a fucking cunt on wheels. But because their food's so good, I keep going back. Because I'm like, why should I let that woman scare me away from eating good food? <laughs> so I would keep going, right? Um, so... Um, yeah, well, anyway, I've got another story. This was years and years and years ago. Me and my dad were like, oh, let's go to, um, let, let's go to the barbecue competition in Memphis, Tennessee. And we went up to Memphis, Tennessee, and we looked around, and we, we were actually kind of shocked by the barbecue competition because we expected... When we got there, we expected um, there just to be like a bunch of different tents set up selling barbecue. But it was nothing like that at all. There was a bunch of different tents set up. And it was and the tents were just them preparing their barbecue and getting it ready to take it in 
to be judged by the judges, right? So they'd be like, you know, they'd have a pig on like a huge plate and they would be putting apples and, you know, decorating it and doing all this stuff. And, um, and you would even be like walking down and there'd be like pig's heads on like skewers, like out in the fucking, um, out in the walkways and stuff. I mean, it's a really unique experience going And For some reason, a lot of the tobacco companies hand out cigars and cigarette, like free shit while we were there. I was like, yeah, sure. I'll take some fucking free Swisher sweets. Sure. Oh, anyway, to get to get to the point, we went and we found the uh, tent for Big Bob Gibson's and we walked up to the tent because we were like, hey, these are our folks. These are our folks. Big Bob, man, we've been eating in this place for, you know, dad's been eating there for, you know, no telling how long, 40 plus years probably. And then I've been eating there, you know, well, 40 something, you know, almost 40 years. Um and my grandmother used to eat there. Everybody in my family has been eating there for, for like fucking half a century, right? So we walk up to the we walk up to their booth and we're like, oh, we're going to take pictures and maybe even talk to these people. And this old man started yelling at my dad. Like, you leave my tent. You can't come in here. It's like, and we're like, oh, we're not trying to come in there. We were just walking up to see your tent because we patron your fucking restaurant. You know, we spend fucking hundreds of dollars at your restaurant all the time. It's like, it's like, fuck you, man. Fuck you. I mean, just complete cocksucking asshole. But to be honest with you, that didn't stop us from going and eating there like a month later. Because, <laughs> you know, I let assholes stop. And that's what I'm saying. Now, I don't, I don't want this to reflect reflect badly on Chris uh, Lilly or Chris Lilly. I guess Chris Lilly. He's their pit master there. This did not involve him. Chris Lilly wasn't, he was there for this interaction, but I don't even think he heard it. It was an old man with white hair that was like, you can't come in here, bro! Just being a dickhead. And um, we were like, fuck this, man. Fuck this shit. You know, and that, that really soured us on uh, the people that own the restaurant. And, uh, I mean, they're, they're shitty people. What are going to say, but good barbecue, you know, the people who run Arthur Bryant's in Kansas city might be good people, but they got shitty barbecue. So, you know, it is what it is. This is what it is. Okay. Uh, yeah. And that's basically all we did today. Uh, I do want to talk about, and I, I, I don't want to talk about Trump too much, okay? I know there's there's too many people talking about Trump, but we're going to cover it on the podcast because, you know, there's just a lot of things going on, right? So, for years and years and years, I mean, how long has it been now? You know, six, seven years. Every day of programming on MSNBC and CNN is like, oh, you do now. Trump's going to get indicted any day now. Oh, Robert Mueller's going to get him. Oh, Trump's going to get it. Trump's getting it. It actually looks like he's about to get it, <laughs> finally. Uh, apparently, he has been uh, on social media claiming that he's probably going to be arrested Tuesday because there is a grand jury, uh, and I think they have one last witness on uh, Monday who's testifying for the grand jury, and then apparently they'll make their decision whether they're indicting him. And then the city of New York or whoever is going to fucking arrest Trump. And the, the thing I find weird about this is there's three different places investigating him. There's New York, there's Georgia, 
and then there's the federal government. So New York is investigating over the uh, payments to Stormy Daniel. Um, uh, and I, I don't know what the crime is there. I know Michael Cohen went to jail over it, his lawyer. But the crime is like they didn't disclose cash payments to Stormy Daniel to shut her up during the campaign. I guess it's a campaign. Uh, you know, I got my phone right here, but I'm not even going to look it up because who gives a fuck, right? It doesn't. It sounds like like a bullshit law, you know. But I guess we need it because uh, I do think that. Um, I do think that as far as money goes, it should be all above board as far as elections. And uh, it sounds like he's going to be put on trial for cash payments to Stormy Daniels before. And by the way, why did it take so long? Michael Cohen's already went to jail for this while Trump was in the presidency. And now here we are like six years fucking later. And we're like, oh, we're finally going to indict Trump. You know, I was like, huh? And out of all the things Trump's done, from inciting a riot, trying to have a coup, trying to break the peaceful uh, transfer of power of the presidency, uh, of, you know, asking people in Georgia to overturn the election, uh, all of all taking money from all these different countries, you know, just being a fucking just piece of shit. This is the thing they're going to get him on? You know, it's kind of like Al Capone. They got him on the tax evasion. They get they didn't get him on killing anybody or, you know, any of the actual crimes he did. They got him on the tax evasion. You know, and I just find it weird that out of all the people investigating him, New York's the only people that have the sack to fucking indict him on these, like, fucking campaign finance laws. I mean, it's like, God damn. So he's going to be put on trial... Or sound, he might not be. He might not be. We don't know. But it sounds like he thinks that he's going to be arrested Tuesday. So we'll, we'll find out if he does or not. But uh, and then you have like the the trial in Georgia, or excuse me, the uh, investigation in Georgia that just keeps going and going. It's like, are they going to investigate him till the end of the fucking century? I mean, if you know that he contacted politicians in Georgia to try to get them to change the vote count. I'm sorry, that's a fucking crime. And he should be indicted already. He should be on trial already. So this motherfucker's already announced he's running for president. And they're still just taking, they're just like, oh, you know, like they're, tr- they've put him on a pedestal, right? That, that, that's the problem with this is all these investigators are so afraid of him. They've put him on a pedestal that they just want to use any excuse they can to just keep investigating indefinitely instead of actually just charging them, taking them to trial, and letting the cards fall where they may, right? Um, so now this motherfucker's running for president. Looks like he's going to get indicted Tuesday. And then that's not to even mention the federal investigation. We literally, he incited a goddamn riot. at the. Ca- I sat there and watched it. I sat there eating donuts. Victoria sat there while she was doing her hair and makeup eating powdered donuts, watching the fucking Capitol Six riots. They got in there, they tore up the Capitol, they shit on Pelosi's desk, they shit everywhere, they cummed everywhere, and he fucking incited it, and lots of other people helped him inside it. And, you know, there's all kinds of corruption, and the federal government's just, like, completely terrified. They're completely 
terrified of charging this man. I'm like, you know, this is not somebody you play, you know, you're dealing with a fucking shark. You know? <laughs> you think you're dealing with like a retarded shark, right? It doesn't, it's a shark that doesn't look uh, as intimidating as the other sharks. Cause maybe it looks like it has down syndrome. It's a down syndrome shark, but I'm, I'm telling you that down syndrome shark, it's got teeth. It's got fucking teeth. And if you get too close, you're going to get bit. And that's why if you've got your harpoon, you need to fucking harpoon that bitch before it gets to you. But they keep playing around with it. And I'm just like, you, you got action. Action is needed before the fucking shark, the, all, the fucking autistic, retarded, fucking Down syndrome fucking shark gets you. Okay? Because that's exactly what he is. And uh, this new guy they got running the federal investigation, the spe- the, the, we, we need another special. You know, it's like the first special prosecutor was too old and senile, and people respected him a little too much. So they were like, oh, he's going to get him. Robert Mueller's going to get him. It was like, Robert Mueller was checked out. I'm sorry. Robert Mueller needed to be in a fucking nursing home. So now we've got this guy. We're in a bad situation. So we've got all these investigations with Trump. He's saying that he's going to run for president no matter what, right? And we've got a guy that could possibly be, like, on trial and win the presidency. Like, that's how fucked up a situation we're in. And then on the other side, we've got Biden who can't talk. He can't think. He's fucking got dementia. He looks horrible. He's falling downstairs. I mean, his his family's taking money from China, and people want to change. And, I, and I'm worried that if that's the two choices, um, we're going to end up getting Trump running the fucking U.S. government from jail is what we're going to get. I mean, it's going to be fucking insane. So, um, I mean, I don't even know what to say about it. I mean, it's just it's a really fucked up situation. And they need to stop playing with this guy. This is a dangerous animal. You've got to... You, you know, you're, you're out in the wild in Africa, all right? You see a Bengal tiger. Now, the Bengal tiger, it might be fat. It might be 78 years old, and it might be, it might have Down syndrome. It might have a comb over, but trust me, that's a Bengal tiger. It can fucking rip you to shreds. You need to fucking shoot it in its fucking Down syndrome head. Just picture a, a Down syndrome child getting a bullet through the head. That's exactly what needs to happen with Trump, all right? I'm not saying, I'm not advocating violence against Trump. I'm just saying that that was a metaphor for uh, prosecutors being pussies. And, uh, you know, it's just like the other day, I heard I heard they're just now, like, starting to interview the, uh, the help at Mar-a-Lago. Like, huh? How are you not farther along? What are you doing? Like it's, it's just like, oh my god! Like, what are you fucking doing? Like, just charge him already. That's Victoria's rant. Is that Trump is uh, a Down syndrome Bengal tiger? All right. So, um, did you watch the Oscars last week? Uh, they were absolutely horrible. Uh, I'm glad. Um, Brennan Frazier won for the whale. He deserved it. Um, uh, I think that uh, the best picture, I'm just, I'm just going to say it, the everything, everywhere at once 
I do like that Jamie Lee Curtis won an award, but I do believe that the movie uh, did not in any way deserve Best Picture. This isn't like years ago, you know, like I know a long uh, time ago, uh, what was that movie from South Korea? Uh, Parasite, right? That was a movie that deserved Best Picture, right? That was not, I, I, I hate to mention this, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. That was an affirmative action, best motion picture award. I'm sorry, it just wasn't. That movie was not the best picture. Okay? I'm not going to sit here and lie to people and say I think that that's, that was an affirmative action award. That movie did not in any way deserve. It was a fun movie. Don't get me wrong. It's a good movie. It's a fun movie. But there were better movies. There were better pictures that deserved um, the Best Picture Award. And I believe it was an affirmative action uh, Oscar, okay? Because it's not like, you know, okay. So, and I forget which year it was when uh, that movie Parasite won Best Picture. That was a brilliant movie, okay? It was from South Korea. If you hadn't seen Parasite, go watch it. It's one of the greatest films I believe ever made, maybe. I mean, it's genius, but now we're in a situation where they're nominating more shitty movies to like make up for like there not being enough diversity, which I think is a good thing. And I think it gets more people interested in the Oscars. But let's not, you know, award shitty movies, you know, um, Oscars just because we're trying to get, you know, more, we're trying to get more diversity, you know. Because it's just like years ago, they made that really shitty Oscar bait MLK movie. Movie, that movie was horrible, and people, why didn't it win an Oscar? Why didn't the MLK movie make it win an Oscar? I don't know. Maybe it was so horrible that you know, even when they did like the bombing scene, like where the children were blown up in Birmingham Church, uh, in the church in Birmingham, that movie was unintentionally hilarious because that's how badly the movie was made. All right. So instead of like just handing out awards to like people who don't deserve it, just make good movies. <laughs> just make good movies. That's Victoria's solution to everything. We don't need affirmative action in the Oscars. Now I do believe they should, you know, nominate people diversity wise, but I don't think the picks, the actual picks for the awards should be uh, affirmative action picks that aren't worthy because there were way better movies than everything everywhere all at once. So that's just my rant. I apologize. I've probably pissed off a lot of people. I'm going to lose. I've lost a lot of followers lately. Um, I think we lost like three followers. So anyway, fuck it. You know, um, it is what it is. So remember, uh, send in your, um, send in your um, ideas for the Victoria. All right. We're going to make a, a mixed drink involving absinthe called the Victoria which is going to be the official drink of the uh, podcast. Hit us up on Biscuit Butt Pot on Twitter. Hit us up on Facebook on the Biscuits Butter Buttered profile. Uh, hit us up on Podvine. Hit us up uh, on our email address, biscuitsbuttered at proton.me. Um, I love you all. I hope you all have a wonderful week. And just know that when I say crazy shit on this, it's just me trying to make you laugh. I, I have no real opinions. I don't give a fuck about anything. It's the best way to... This is my advice of the week. Who was it, Bukowski, who said, Don't try. Don't try. 
Just don't try. And don't care. Don't care about anything. If you go through the world not caring, if you go through the world just, you don't care about the political winds, you don't care about the news, all you care about is the things that are uh, local to you, that's probably the best way to go through life. And I uh, suggest that you do that. All right, have a good week. Love you all.